Welcome to Drunk on Comics Podcast 315. I was going to say Linz and Tony here, but I thought maybe we were trying to not to say that. <laughs> and I wasn't going to say anything. I was just going to start talking about things, and then I'm like, nope, Linz is going to do it. She's going to do it. Oh, she didn't do it, but then she mentions that she was going to do it. So you technically kind of I did. I did it. I did it. In case you didn't know, Linz, Tony, um, covered a lot of books this week. Yeah, Batman, Fraggle Rock, Justice League. Yep. Wolverine. A little bit of our the the books that we picked up at Free Comic Book Day last week. Yeah. So. Quite a bit about that. Yes. Uh, we talked some more Infinity War rumors stuff uh, and how it's seeping into other video games. <laughs> and lots of other things. We talked about things and stuff. Rumors. So anyway, <laughs> sit back. Don't forget about the amazing 90s songs. <laughs> God, we're terrible. Yes, I believe nobody is arguing that. Um, <laughs> so sit back, grab a drink, and catch Drunk on Comics Podcast 315, The Scowl in the Cowl. much research here on the podcast tons to, to bring the news and the knowledge so much research yes well one of the things it's how we spend our free time that's how i spend my well, free time yeah. at least yes um, yeah i can't get fucking uh all-star out of my head from smash mouth because the internet collective has tried to like get james gunn to include it as like the opening to oh. the next guardians of the galaxy and he's just like, no. And they're like, come on, you did 70s and then 80s music? And then he goes, honestly, we haven't had any 80s music in any of the, the movies, mainly 70s. And he goes, so we're not doing 90s and just no. Well, awesome, cool, but now I can't get that fucking yeah, song out of my head. That's a terrible song. And I bet you kind of have it in your head, too. No. And probably people at home just thinking <laughs> of it. Hey, so, now, you're an all-star. So... Apparently, this generation of children is obsessed with this song because my 15-year-old loves this song. And he has told me if he ever, if Smash Mouth ever comes to Grand Rapids, we need to go see him. And I was like, I didn't even want to see Smash Mouth when they were, like, the big thing. Yeah, well, no, but yes. I mean, I didn't hate them, hate them, like, mm -hmm. with a burning passion that some people have. Right. Being the exact opposite of this new age. But they're... There was never kind of, I feel like, a real good, happy medium. Just people used to really not like them. Right. But now people just really like them. Yes, that was Mark McGrath, right? He was the guy from Smash Mouth? No. No, what was he from? He was, uh, Do My Butterfly Sugar Baby, I think. No, I think you're wrong. To the internet! <laughs> yeah, he was, um... Uh, what the, Sugar Ray. Oh, Sugar Ray. Oh, that wasn't, yeah, that wasn't the Butterfly Sugar no. Baby. What the fuck band was that? That was another one-hit wonder. Oh, my God. Yeah, I don't remember that one either. I don't remember. I remember the song, but I don't remember the um, uh, band. To the internet! <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't even know what the hell that, that song is is called. Um, but anyways, yeah, Smash Mouth is a thing, and I think probably all these kids are doing it because they're just hipsters. Yeah, they're trying to trying to rectify what's once went wrong. Yeah, kind of like what Netflix is doing with Arrested Development season four remix. Yeah, I was. Last week I had mentioned that the season five was going to be coming out July. Yep. I turn on my Netflix and up new comes episodes. yeah new episodes. I'm yeah. like, did they just really like put that out there to like fucking May fool everyone? Surprise! It's now. Yeah. <laughs> so I go in looking and I'm like, okay, no wait, season, okay, season four. Why does it say remix? What the fuck is a remix? And so then well, it, a remix, Tony. I don't know. <laughs> But when I was looking at it, I there was like, wait, there seems to be more episodes too than what I originally thought there were. What the fuck's going on? So to the internet, I <laughs> to went. To the internet. <laughs> and that's when I found out they recut it to be able to have everyone. I mean, there was the real reason behind that was they didn't have everyone schedule line up. So right. they could only have like two characters interact at a time. It's even now still a little jumbled. Because you still don't have the, all the characters interact in the way that you want to. Season 5 had them all be able to be on yes. set at the same time. But it makes it a little bit easier chronologically. But I don't know, get the hate with the way that they did it. There was constraints. They had to make it in a certain way. They did it. And then I started watching and I go, God, this does make it seem a little bit better. Uh, but it's, it's one of those things. Oh, Crazy Town. Crazy Town. Thank you, Internet. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was obsessing over it quietly over here. <laughs> uh, and it's called Butterfly. Oh, it's just... That. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We were all wrong on <laughs> this band person, the song name. I guess we weren't as into the music in the 90s as we thought we were. <laughs> nope, definitely not. Um, yes. Yeah, so let's just get into some books. Books. We're, to we're, the books. We're better at comic books than we are at '90s songs. Yes, which is good because that's what our podcast is about. <laughs> Lance, I've been meaning to tell you we're we're changing oh, formats. Drunk on '90s music. We're gonna have airheads like someone coming in the studio <laughs> held a sausage. <laughs> God, that was such a that was a good '90s uh, movie Airheads. reference. Yeah. Speaking of '90s, oh, we could get into that right now too. Like, it's so excellent, dude. Ah, totally. That's not what they'd say. <laughs> Actually, they would say totally. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess since we're talking about right now, so happy to say that Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure three. Is going to be it's happening. It's a thing. It's a thing. And I knew, well, I knew fucking years ago when I talked to Alex Winter that they had always wanted to do it. And of that, course, Alex Winter has said he that it, he wants to do it. Alex Winter is not doing anything else. But even <laughs> sorry, Alex Winter, you're awesome. But he still maintained like yes. Yeah, sometimes not everyone just becomes good friends, right? But he has maintained friendship with Keanu Reeves and. Who he's doesn't? wanted to he's wanted to to do it as well. Yeah. And can you think of like the last time that he's done something funny? Funny? Besides his commercials that he does for Squarespace? No. 
but his Squarespace commercials are hilarious. <laughs> I just, I want to, everything about it, uh, so not knowing much of what it is, because there's been rumors of what the script would be, uh, something of where they really didn't get to write the song mm. or this is going to be their future selves in the future writing the song before they came back to the high school right? to do it all which would also make sense and be fun but it'd be more futuristic heard things of how it's going to be nowadays so mm. what's going on there's not going to be a Rufus that's sad they are using some CGI and kind of like how they did with uh, Tarquin in the Star Wars movies oh yep 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 so yep, you're yep. they're they're going to make it happen. Okay. It'll probably be less. Or he could just show up as a hologram to them. Right, being, that's true. Like, beaming from the future. And I feel like there's a there's enough, to, because he was a comedian, George Carlin. Yeah. Because he was a comedian, there's enough out there. Of his voice. Of his voice that they could build a full movie of him just talking if they wanted to, probably. Well, he's, he's had some very thoughtful yes. <laughs> aspects on the future as it was in his stand-up co- comedy, yes. so yes. he could really nail the times right now. Probably. <laughs> Man's a prophet. <laughs> oh, so happy about that. So let's get on to comic books. books. I feel like I almost wanted to start bringing up another <laughs> newsworthy thing. Uh, Linz, how Tony. about you start? I have a bunch of things i'm just gonna quick rattle off okay. at some point and i only read one thing so um well you read two things yes <laughs> i actually read a bunch of things long, <laughs> long pause i know i'm like what are you talking about i did read some of my free comic books from free comic book day i read the tank girl a brief history of tank girl which was amazing and very tank girly so that was cool uh, I'm, it's, it's, you know, her 30th anniversary, so she's turning 30 in the comic book, so the whole thing was about her birthday, and then okay. they do, like, a history. It's not, it's weird, because it's written so that parts of it are actual, and then a lot of it's bullshit. So you just look, with, as with all Tank Girl comic books, you have no idea, actually, what's going on. Well, speaking of free comic books, I... One of the things, I mean, I'll just bring it up now, then, was the Power Rangers free comic book day... What's this shattered grid, man? I just cannot. Any fan of Power Rangers just fucking loving this. It's so amazing. But with a lot of the free comic book days, they're usually kind of rehashes of what's going on or kind of going into what's. For the Power Rangers, it was kind of right in the middle. Yeah. It, it brought up Zordon kind of talking about who the Power Rangers were. So if you lived under a rock for the last, you know, in the 90s or so, and you had no clue who they were. It gave you the gist of what's going on, but it still had Draken and it introduced some elements that hasn't happened within the main comic book, such as these masters and how Zordon has some people above him. And I guess the hierarchy has kind of been there a bit in the the show, but really fucking good. With that being said, too, Marvel has put their free comic book days for free online. So you can go over to uh, Comixology and download them for free there, which I, I love that it's an event to get you to go to the stores. You you can only choose as many, you know, mm-hmm. depending on wh- how many they have at each store. Right. But I do like that you'll event, you can put some of these out online for free, and I hope some of these other publishers do that because some of them are a little key to what's going on in the storyline. 
some of them are just introductory, and right. then it's like, okay, you didn't need to read that, but then you're missing out some key points. Yeah. I'm assuming the Tank Girl doesn't have a lot to do with the overall story, but yeah. So, here's the thing with Tank Girl. There's not an overall... There's never an overall yeah. story. Well, there's it's arcs, and then... Kind of, but they don't... They're never... Tank Girl is constantly retconning herself, <laughs> her origins... <laughs> how she met certain people, what they do. Like, it's never... You could pick up any Tank Girl comic book and read it and totally have no idea what's going on, but know that even if you had read a bunch of Tank Girls before that, you would probably still have no idea what's going on. The only thing I think that makes this one a little bit better to read... Not that they're bad to read, but, like, easier to read, is it does kind of give you a history of the of the franchise almost from like a publishing standpoint like they actually get super meta with it and talk about how she was created and stuff like oh, that oh nice so um but in a tank girl kind of way so they make up a bunch of shit too so you have to kind of figure out what's real and what's not the stuff that's not is very easy to figure out because it's outrageous <laughs> it would be great as if at the the last ever issue of Tank Girl, all of a sudden, like it pans out of a comic book, and you see Lori Petty just like reading the comic book or, uh, or writing the memoirs, yeah. and so that's why it's all disjointed. Yeah, and it's all just of what she remembers from her filming the movie. That was such a good movie. I don't care what anybody says. I know. That was so great. Um, I also read uh, Strangers in Paradise from Free Comic Book Day. I had I've never read Strangers. Uh, in Paradise before. I almost said from Paradise. Strangers in Paradise before. It's by Terry Moore. It, very critically acclaimed series. Tons of people love this. It's big in the um, LBGTQ community because a lot of the main characters are lesbians. Okay. Um, and they're very powerful characters. Uh, I don't know like this I didn't know what was going on for a lot of the comic, this free comic. So it wasn't one of those um, for new readers sort of comics. You kind of have to have a little bit of a knowledge of the series before you read this, which I did not have. I still enjoyed it. It did do what it needed to do, though, because it made me want to go back and read all of these fucking books, and there's a shit ton of them. So I guess good job for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, lastly... I caught up on and finished Batman White Knight because number eight came out this week and it's the last issue for now. I guess there are talks of him continuing on in that whole weird thing that DC is doing. I can't remember what they're calling it now, but where they're doing basically elsewhere stories. Um, this book is really good. <laughs> I can't even like... There, it took me forever to read. It took me like three hours to read all eight of these yesterday, which is a very long time for me to read eight comic books. So, well, especially because these are wordy. They're super wordy. That's what I was going to say. You stole what I was going to say. Oh, how did I know you were going to say? <laughs> Mainly because it's on the pages there yeah. and it takes a while to read one it issue. It does. And it's so... Sean... Murphy, oh, I guess is no longer Sean Gordon Murphy. He's just Sean Murphy now. He cut out the Gordon. Too many names. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, does a really great job building up the Joker to 
be a figure among society that people look up to and are learning how to trust and weaving that back through Batman's paranoia and distrust, but turning all the way back around to you realize that it's, it's the Joker was still being the Joker. He was just doing it in a completely different way. And I thought that was really interesting. But he was also being a... Yes, he was a Joker. He was... But, well, I guess so, too, because the Joker always has tried to bring the good out of... Well, the Joker's been the Joker. You can't define the Joker. No. So to say that he was then the Joker, for me, because I could look at it one way of... The Joker always wants to bring the best out in Batman, but then right. the Joker also wants to get Batman to go overboard right. sometimes. So it really depends. It it was a really good Joker. It was. And this this is definitely the, the fanboy Joker, right? When I, I restarted from the beginning when this came out. Well, actually, which... Yeah, you're talking about Na- Napier Joker, yeah, yeah. not Neo Joker. Right, right. Okay, because then there's two Jokers yeah. in here and... Oh man, two, two Harleys. Harleys. And one of the Harleys and one of the Jokers are the same person. And her story was really interesting. And I liked how they. It, it was honestly. And I guess I, I'm not going to spoil too much about this book because I think everyone should read it. It's really good. Um, but I liked how basically he was robbing the bank she worked at. And to save her, she was committing suicide at work. And. Um, when he robbed the bank, she decided she wanted to live, so she helped him rob the bank, and he just started calling her Harley at that point. And rather than fucking with that and and or anything, she was just, that's just who she was now. <laughs> <laughs> that's just, she just kept being Harley. Which I thought was interesting because Harley always thought that... Uh, Joker's one true love is Batman, mm-hmm. which it kind of is, but that she made, he, she didn't, he didn't even notice her most of the time, but the fact that she had been gone and this chick who kind of looked like her showed up and he just let her take Harley's place was like, he does miss her, but he just doesn't know it. He doesn't know what she brings to his life. Which There was, was a lot of good relationship stuff yes. within here. Relationship between, as you just mentioned, Harley and Joker, uh, between Batman and Joker. Batman and the Bat family. Yep. Batman and Gordon. Yep. Like, the city and their relationship with Batman. Yeah. Oh my god. The, the Oh, yeah. Like, there, oh, there was... The freezes. That whole side storyline was really interesting with Victor and... Oh, man, if only that would have gone off when I, I was talking about <laughs> Power Rangers. Like, the fact that, you know, what he was going after his whole life finally was happening for him, I thought was an interesting turn to take in this book. But it's the, they really did a, Sean did a, a really good job of making these relationships complicated, but not so complicated that you couldn't remember what was going on between everybody which is he's just a master at that he does that he's just great at writing this kind of stuff so it worked out perfectly um the ending of this book i 
was kind of hoping that's the way it would end. I th- I saw it going as well. I feel though, I mean, without saying exactly, but pretty much being the illusionist of whatever, pulling in a, a Tony Stark Iron Man, it does. That's kind yeah. of what it is now. Ever since that movie, right? Anyone else that does this, it feels. And it sucks, because I've always wanted this to happen with Bruce. Right. I feel it's less impactful, but then I guess if you were the first to do it, everyone's going to compare it to you finally coming out of your shell and showing who you are. There's even the other kind of epilogue besides that with Harley was also really like, damn, there's so much packed into this that I don't know, but I really... uh, I'm very curious to what's going to happen with Bruce and yeah. I hope that they do continue on with this series because I do want to see what happens next. Yeah, when it ended and I was like, oh, <laughs> all right. I yeah. guess that's just... all right. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, the art in this, uh, also by Sean Murphy, spot on. He the way he draws Napier. As this, and they mention it all the time how he's this scrawny white guy, and he totally. And then you have this huge pouting Batman. Batman is pouting all the time in this. If you uh, if you look at every single face of Batman in this when he's actual Batman, he is pouting hard. <laughs> yeah, it's true. And I think it's great. And I also love. Um, that is one of the things I do with Batman in general. Because he always just has this, he has the scowl and the cowl. Scowl and the cowl. <laughs> but when you see him smile and laugh, you know there's something that just happened on the page that you really yeah. just need to reread to be like, wait, did that just happen? Did right. it just make him smile? So good. So, And I also love that there was one, I can't remember what issue it is, and there was one scene where Neo Joker was breaking into the Wayne Mansion and Bruce comes out of his bedroom while they're in the middle of breaking into it. He's wearing like a pink robe and he's like, hooligans! <laughs> <laughs> and it was just so ridiculous. <clears throat> but anyway, really great story. It'll, I would imagine they'll put it out in trade. I don't really know how that shit works anymore. I feel like they shove everything out into a trade eventually. Um, pick it up and read it. It's really good and it's like not like any other Batman story that's out there right now, and there's a lot of them, so. All right, I have a couple I want to quick run down because there's some key things in them that I enjoyed. First off the bat, uh, Jim Henson's Fraggle Rock. Not because there's a key moment in here, but because I love everything Jim Henson, and partially because I just found out about a show. I don't. I haven't had cable in, in forever. However, had access to sci-fi, and there was a, a show three years ago, Jim Henson's uh, Creature Creation Oh, yeah, something. where the people went and competed for, yeah. like, a, yeah. I power-watched that this past That's really, week. It was really good. I loved it. Yeah. What they could do mm-hmm. in so short a time, because I love building costumes. Right. I feel like I could do really well on that, yeah, but then I'm looking at how well, yeah. yeah, how well they do, and I'm like, that's beyond my skills. All the engineering they need to do. Yeah, and the servos and yeah. stuff. I wouldn't be, but because of that, I was like, oh, Fraggle Rock came out. Let's read that, and it's it's Fraggle Rock. It's, um, it's very very beautiful and cute, and it's a uh, it's gonna be a sh- small series. Uh, each Aww. one, 
not having an overall story. Like each one is just kind of individually. That's really good art. Yeah, uh, each one is individually done um, by the creators. This first one was Jared Cullum that did the story and the art. And so I'm really looking forward to number two. Because number two is coming out from our friend Jay Fosgett. So I know he loves Jim Henson more than me. I could honestly say that. You can go back to our interviews from Motor City last year and listen to our interview with him. And you guys geek out about Jim Henson. Oh, we're going to geek out a lot more about some things. Definitely going to be asking him a little bit of his process uh, behind him making the issue. I don't know how much he can say because it's not out on stands yet. But that is uh, one of the the books I want to quick talk about. Hunt for Wolverine, Adamantium Agenda. I'm so mad I missed this one. So, I didn't realize there was going to be this many fucking Wolverine yeah. Hunt for books. And they all seem to... They're going to be small, limited series. Each one's kind of delving in a different direction. Someone's looking for them here. Someone's mm-hmm. looking for them there. It's different teams. Yes. Yeah. This one had... Iron Man, Spider Man, mm. Jessica Jones, and um, and Luke Cage. Oh, what I loved about it was the it was a backup story. So when Tony was asked to, to to possibly go try to find him, we then were revealed why he was going, and there was a promise, and we don't know necessarily what from the book why he felt that he was needed. But the beginning of the book had something to do with a bomb. And a bomb that was, if they moved it, if they triggered, like, if, no matter what, it could not be moved at all. Because if it does, it's going to blow up a whole mile radius, and they're in the middle of the city. Right. So then, but, and this is the thing where it's so contrived that even Spider-Man goes, like, this thing is so contrived. Like, if a human detonates it, there's a handle there. It would only be a hundred, like feet, so it'd only blow up the building that they're in, but disintegrating that person. This was meant to be like a test for the a hero to kill themselves. Mm. So besides those three, in this um, them remembering it, Wolverine was there. Well, who of course do you think should yeah, probably Wolverine. blow up Wolverine? Yeah. Spider Man's talking about how he wants it. Well, he's like. What if I webbed it from afar away and then pulled the lever? And then they're like, well, it's got to be a human sensor. Well, does it need to be alive? And then he's like, yeah, we can hook up a... a, a well, where are we going to get a dead body? And Jessica Jones just goes... It, the countdown's going, too. Like, where can we find a dead body in, like, four minutes? I could find one. And... <laughs> it's kind of a joke. But then they're thinking, okay, so you have the hand touch it, and then they pull it with some webbing up, and then they're like, well, it's got to be... Uh, alive and that's when he's just like geez like this is so like stupid ultimately though wolverine blows so you see why these people owe wolverine Mm -hmm. and when luke was like i i will do it and he goes no you have your daughter um you you know who knows you're not indestructible and obviously we know from this past story wolverine lived to eventually die again and then be gone so it has to do with with Luke's uh, and Jessica's daughter, which I love because they don't mention her enough within the comic books. Right. And even since... Which uh, is weird because Jessica Jones was pregnant for like 20 years, I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> that is very true. The way that this ends without really giving it away, 
is some crazy ass fucking shit that when you think it's one thing, it's totally something else. And I love it. Um, so this is within. It didn't even have to do with Wolverine, which is also. You know, neither did the Daredevil one, yeah. really. And that's you know. the thing where all these things that are happening, it's like, okay. Yeah. It'll get there. But they're they're good stories, so if if it if it takes Wolverine dying to have some cool backstories and then other you know, what ifs kind of going on. Um Mediv Mid fuck. Medieval. Medieval spawn in Witchblade number one. Where to start? Because I really my spawn knowledge is a little bit higher than my medieval spawn knowledge. Sure. And I don't know where exactly this lands as far as, is this a continuation from? I know that there's been medieval spawn and Witchblade crossovers before, and one of the big deals about this has been 10 years since that's happened. Mm. So with that being said, this is a four-part uh, miniseries. I'm reading the new Witchblade, which has been awesome, but the new Witchblade is its own universe. It has nothing to do where the other Witchblades, they continued on, and when there was a new user of the Witchblade, it had kind of memories in it, new past Witchblade sure. people. I don't know if this Witchblade is this new Witchblade, or in this other universe, because we haven't seen Witchblade show up within this ah. yet. For a four-part series. <laughs> yeah. She's making a late entry. <laughs> However, though, it... um. Very, very, uh, I, I enjoy the story so far. The art is straight up what you would expect from uh, a Spawn book um, with Hell hell Whites and, and everything. It I, I like it. So, so far I'm intrigued enough. I just don't know if I'm missing some things from... Did you feel really confused when you were reading it? No, they did a good enough story. Like, they even had... For the 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 king who is the prince who's medieval spawn, I didn't know how he became medieval spawn. They haven't really explained that, and maybe that's just something you don't need to know. Right. But they explained who the person was, how that person became to be the the king, and it. Right. I I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was good enough to where I, I just I like knowing a lot more, right. and so. I feel that it 100% the reason why I'm talking about it now is that you can pick it up, you can read it, and if you didn't even know there was other medieval spawns before, you'd be like, this is a pretty fucking sweet story, except for it's missing <laughs> I the Witchblade. I didn't know Spawn went medieval. Yeah. But if you knew about the other one, right. I feel it probably is a better uh, experience for you. Okay. Um, the last one that I want to talk about, because it's... Something that I kind of talked about last week, I feel, and and, and that's kind of a, a diss. It's Justice League No Justice, number one. Remember when I was talking about Avengers, number one, last week? And how the Celestials... Was it number one? Oh, yeah, it was number one. Oh, zero. Number zero. Well, it was number one. Was it number, was number one? Yeah. Oh, it was the DC one that was number zero. That was DC Nation, number one. So, anyways. Okay. Let me... Let me do my review, damn Sorry. it. Sorry. I know which comic books I talked about, which there are many. <laughs> That's why I don't remember. <laughs> Avengers number one had the celest- the Celestials falling from the right. sky. I do and then the, that. the dark Celestials 
that you're like that killed them, and you're like, what the fuck's going right. on? Oh, because it also had Avengers BC in it. Yeah. Yeah. So within now, with there's so many key points in here, but this ties back to the DC Nation number zero where we had the four teams. This is kind of like the forming of the four teams. And the way that the forming of the four teams happened was unique. But the reason behind is because there's these Omega Titans. There's four of them. And they are uh, Entropy, Wisdom, Mystery, and (laughs) fucking the other one that... uh, I'm going to find it. Um, But, uh, oh, yeah, Mystery, Wonder, uh, Entropy, and Wisdom, which is the four guiding principles to sentient life, which I... Isn't that the name of... Isn't that the name of the teams? Yeah, yeah. but that's they're named after and they're milled after because the 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 big thing is these things, not the source wall is broken, which is a, also a big part of it, cause them to come because they have seeded the universe with Ew. with energy. <laughs> well, it's kind of like how the celestials Sounds did it. Gross. So they've seeded <laughs> the universe with yeah with their seeds, Ew. and they're coming to <laughs> reap what they've sown. <laughs> I don't even know if that's the correct term to say. I think you're right. <laughs> but we we have Brainiac who pretty much manhandles the Justice League, Team Titans, uh, Suicide Squad. And the way he does it, he honestly could have taken over Earth in this, this form. And he didn't because he was trying to prove to them that a simple mathematical formula could take them all down. If he, And he always said he could have if he wanted to case in point that's where he convinces these uh, people to listen to him and he even like when he's coming up to everyone else with what after he captured them he's holding um the wonder woman's lasso of truth he's speaking the truth and superman and batman actually and wonder woman believe him enough to be like there's a bigger threat he honestly when he was kind of fucking with us and doing everything. He honestly could have taken over by now, but mm. he's not. He released us, and he put us into these new suits that, you know, tells who's on which team. And then, of course, you have where he explains that because they're so predictable, adding the bad guys. And I already talked about the teams within the DC Nation yeah. number zero, why he had to add these people, because he's trying to find a right mix to a balance. Mm. He goes, like, you're the Justice League, so you're, like, scales and to stop these four Omega Titans from whoever has feels that their, their power was the best in the universe. They, they, they get to have all the energy that was in the world. However, if somehow they needed to do balance, there's a little bit of like writery trickery of like, I don't, don't understand why things are going to happen. Okay. And I don't know if the teams know how it's going to happen because it seemed like Brainiac had a perfect plan. Of course he did. He's Brainiac. Set. Yeah, well, he. I mean, he's he's no longer Brainiac. Yeah. yeah. All, all because... Spoilers! Uh, <laughs> and everything I said was... But uh, all because Amanda Waller needed to do her Gosh, her team, team 11. Yeah. When they used to be uh, calling it... Um, Team uh, X, um, within the or Task Force X, you you kind of just thought that that was a cool like extreme or that that stood for just 
X. That was just right. a, a, a letter. It's the most badass letter. Yeah. <laughs> However, you're coming to, you come to find out that that's actually Roman numeral 10. It was always Task Force 10 ah. because we now have Task Force 11 made up of psychics that she's like now deploying saying like, all right, we got to have this go because unknowns to her, she saw Brainiac just take all these heroes and go away from mm-hmm, Earth. Mm-hmm. She thinks she's like, freaking out. Yeah. Yeah. So she didn't do it in a mean way, but she just kind of fucked up everything that was planned. And now you know that she has a secret, like psychic assassin farm oh that God. she can like that she has hooked up to this stuff. So that's some kind of cool, interesting shit that yeah. that she has. That I'm sure once Batman or Superman finds out what happened, we'll probably go after her. Right. But that's neither here nor there. These dark tight. Well. Everything within it was amazing, besides it feeling like they're copying what happened with Avengers with having giant right. celestial-like beings. Although they came out about the same time, so it's hard to say copying. It's very coincidental, though. Well, there's a lot of uh, things that have happened at the same... same. Well, no. Nothing has truly happened at the same time within a week's time. Right. There has been... You know, Convergence, and then there was, you know, Secret Wars. So those were kind of the same thing, resetting Mm -hmm. their stuff, except for Secret Wars a little bit better. Um, We have had where both uh, Bucky came back at the same time, and so did uh, Red Hood. You know, Batman's protege and Captain America. So, like, you've seen things that happen all the time, um... Sometimes even characters being copied, but not to the extent of where these both really feel kind of like the same thing. The Avengers are like, they need to form a new team to fight these evil. Now they need to, DC needs to have their own Justice Leagues. It feels like it's also a little bit too much to be a four-part, well, no, I guess it won't be. The No Justice is four parts. The other Justice Leagues are going to be a little bit longer, I believe, but interesting to say the least corporate espionage happening i think on whose part who do you think's the copier right uh point a finger tony (laughs) i mean great idea what was it the flat biggest form of flattery is like stealing yeah your ideal or something yeah Yeah. mimicry is the greatest form of flattery or some shit i don't know i enjoy them both for their different reasons um, I love uh, Damien. He was really like, "Fuck this, we're not teaming up with them." And Bruce is kind of like, "Well, Batman too, robbing me." Like, trust me, son. You know, and uh, I don't know. Really good. <laughs> I, but I already saw that that dynamic's gonna screw up because he's like, they all are on their teams that Brainiac purposely pointed out. These are who you're gonna be with, and and Bruce kind of goes. Uh, you know, don't worry, you know, I'm not going to let you be out of my sight. Pretty much saying, like, you're going to be on my team. Well, I can't remember, but I don't think he's supposed to be on his team, which is going to screw up Brainiac's plan, but maybe it's the imbalance that will make the balance, and who knows? I'm interested in where it goes. That was a rhyme, and I didn't even mean it, but... (laughs) (laughs) All right. Those are all the books that I had. They're all of them? Yep. Good job. That was a lot of books. You know where else there's a lot of books? 
That the library? In Chicago. <laughs> yes. I think we should go on a road trip, actually. I want... It would be worth it, just... I want to see them. Because they have some of the most rare comics they're auctioning off, I guess, in Chicago right now, including Action Comics number one, right? Which is the holy grail of comics. Yeah, they're, like... They say there's over $10 million worth. Like, that... Well, I guess it wouldn't be worth... Thinking of robberies, thinking of being a villain. Like, yeah, where are you ever going to sell that shit? Right. It'd be easily spotted that you have... Yeah, you could steal it, but I don't know that there's a huge underground black market for rare comic books. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. We're not in that market, but... I don't feel there is, because that's almost something you want to, like, brag about that you have. Right. No shit. But regardless, I would love to just see it in person Mm -hmm. i've seen some rare comics some worth a couple you know up there yeah nothing as prized as that it's also they also have whiz comics number two which is the first appearance of captain marvel but so this 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 auction house heritage auctions is that will be holding the auction you can go see these until may 11th they're on display to the public. You can't touch them. You probably can't even take pictures of them because they they usually frown against that, especially if you're using a flash. But oh, that would be amazing to go see. That's tomorrow. You know, we have day of recording. <laughs> By the time this uh, podcast comes out, you'll have lost your opportunity. So... <laughs> I hope that everyone can time travel who listens to this podcast. (laughs) Oh, well, something that is definitely coming out in the future, and I'm fucking happy for it, is Rick and Morty. (sighs) So, it's been... uh, It took forever. It took almost like 22 months, I believe, between season two and three, which I just thought, is it taking forever to write, which... Partially, yes, because there's a lot of intricacies that they it's do with the show. so crazy how... But you could do some filler episodes, you do stuff... But a lot of it had to do with Cartoon Network and them actually, if they felt that this was something that they could do or maybe, you know, they wanted to get it cheaper so they are you know, hardballing it a bit. But we've been waiting to be confirmed if we're going to finally get a fourth season. Well... We don't know how many are going to come out in the next season, but they have just been renewed for 70 episodes. Yes. Which, you do 12 a year, even 20 a year. That's three. Yeah, so 12, let's do 15 a year. Yeah. Do simple math. <laughs> it's about damn, that's a, 10 a year. That's seven years. There so. you go. If you did 15 a year, that would not be full years, right? Yeah, but I mean, I feel like it's got to be a little bit more than... But even 12 would be about six, five, six years. Yeah. And this is at least that many. So I'm quite happy because... Me too, I love that show so much. I know, and I just... I hope that this means that they've already been in the process of working on them because if they're just starting now... I mean, it takes most uh, cartoons about an eight-month turnaround to when they start to finish and then you know that gets put on so that's why it's except for south park who actually can fucking do it within i think they have a two-week turnaround 
maybe in a week with how they do their animation. Yeah. But it's kind of hard sometimes drawing and having a whole story arc and everything and then have it come to fruition, so. Right. Can't wait for that. Me neither. What else do you have, Lynn? I got nothing. What? <laughs> I was like, Tony, the minute you didn't say anything right after, I was like, Tony's going to expect me to have something to say, and he knows that I don't. He's just being a dick. <laughs> what, am I just pointing out that you don't know as much in the realm of nerdy news? No, I'm going oh, to... Oh, you're saying that you have a life in the... Yes. <laughs> I was going to point out that one of us worked today. <laughs> I'll let our listeners guess which one it was. <laughs> Me, I worked hard on this podcast. <laughs> they all know that. Oh, uh, I really only have uh, two things left to quick talk about. Um, kind of revolving around Infinity War. Actually, I guess three things. So, it, it's it's hard to to know what you can take from what people say and how true it is and how it's not and... Did they really pull a Tom Holland and slip up or not? <laughs> Who knows? But Gwyneth Paltrow just the other day uh, in an interview, interview was talking about how... God, she's a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> how, you know, the way with the next movie will be great with, you know, her and Tony having a... Uh, or Pepper, so her yes. character, and Tony having, you know, a child and everything, which... A lot of people have kind of speculated that within the next movie there will be a, a time jump, per se, mm -hmm. a.k.a. maybe a year or two after these events. Like, it's just not going to pick up. It's going to be a weird universe, and everyone's going to be in chaos, and so it's going to kind of shift forward a bit right. to be like, well, stuff happened, but here we are now, and this is the world. And then someone kind of probably pops out of a wormhole and is like, hey, guys. <laughs> Jack goes, Jack goes, we got to go back. We got to go back. <laughs> but her, her confirming, you know, of like having a kid and all kind of points to that, hmm. that future. I wonder if wearing that Iron Man armor over and over and over again has negative effects on a man's sperm count. Oh, I bet it does. But, well, yeah, he's not a geneticist, but maybe also superpowers. <laughs> it, like, oh, maybe. The vibranium, like <laughs> radiation wise. <laughs> Um, and if you remember, there was a a, um, a campaign right before Infinity War came out of Thanos asked for your silence. There's some demands start... it. I think. Oh yeah, he demanded it. He wasn't that polite. He's not a nice guy. And it was it was a cool campaign. It was really trying to get people to be hush hush on it. And it is, I honestly have not seen many spoilers from friends. Some mm -hmm. of us were are privately messaging each other. I feel three re weeks is the proper amount yeah. of time. Maybe a month we can start kind of making some jokes about certain things. Right. But anyways, uh, Ryan Reynolds, a.k.a. well, the Deadpool marketing team, posted a uh, letter stating that they also kind of demanded your silence because we don't want you to spoil it for other people. And even Ryan Reynolds doesn't know the ending of Deadpool 2 mm. and, and how everything... well. What we end up getting is they posted that, and then the Russo brothers' uh, Twitter just messaged them back a picture of just the Infinity Gauntlet flipping them off. <laughs> and Ryan Reynolds goes, okay, I deserve that. Yeah. 
Because they're making yeah. fun of them. They're like, well, fuck you. You're probably not going to touch our, our money that we God, made. God, no. Also, I think that the Deadpool team dropped the ball on this one because they had an entire Deadpool in a previous movie that we will not talk about whose mouth was sewn shut. Why isn't that being used? <laughs> that seems, that like, been... seems like a way better campaign than ripping yeah. off Thanos. <laughs> be like this guy. Yeah. Just be like Remember Deadpool. when I used to be quiet? <laughs> so terrible. Um, so there, I guess I do have a couple more things to talk about. The Iron Man, uh, first Iron Man movie, the armor that was used within the movie is missing. The red armor or the armor he made in the mountain? Uh, red armor. Okay. So like Iron Man armor, not the, I guess that, yeah, would be the Iron Man armor too. <laughs> so, um, the, yeah, so the, the Mark three and it's missing. Yes. Not stolen. It's missing. It's missing. And that's where I, I find that it's uh, it's funny that they say missing because I feel like they don't want to say stolen yet because it's pr- someone in production, someone, and depending on who it is, they probably don't want to say they stole it. Yeah. Because if they say they stole it now and in, in news sources then find out Robert Downey Jr. borrowed yeah. it for a kid's birthday party, <laughs> it would be he stole it. But if they say it's missing, and then they find out that that's what he did, yeah. they'll be like, oh, he forgot to tell us that he's just borrowing he's it. taking it out for an oil change. Yeah. <laughs> but it's... Uh, Someone has it for weird sex. You know that's why. It's valued at over $320,000. Wow. Which, that's not how much it costs to, to make. I mean, there's people that can make it at home for $1,000, um, yeah. cosplayers and stuff. But what sets it apart is that it was in the movie. Robert Downey Jr.'s junk rubbed all up on the inside of that. <laughs> That's what makes it worth that much money. <laughs> yes. I'm not even kidding. That's totally why. <laughs> um, so there's a, a new... What would you say? Uh, story arc coming out in the X-Men. Oh, yes. Which it's uh, Extermination. X-Men Extermination. And I kind of like the thought behind this, even though it's also a rehash of every other so dystopian future. They haven't used that X word yet. I thought they had gone through all the X words in their previous iteration. Hey, they've, they probably used extermination <laughs> before, exterminate. But this is uh, going to see where... The reason why I, I kind of like it a bit is in the books leading up to the event, in the... The last couple pages of the of the Marvel books, there's going to be um, some shots of this dystopian future and what is going on with the X-Men there and how the whole uh, premise behind this all is that the original X-Men are, are no longer there. So it's, again, another shitty future version where... The certain... original X-Men meaning like Jean Grey and Cyclops yes. and... Yeah, maybe it's because Beast pulled them out of their timeline. Well, I mean, <laughs> I don't know where exactly it's it's gonna it's gonna all take place. But before we get to the event, we're already gonna see the future yeah. stuff, and then we're gonna get to the event of what's gonna cause this future. Mm. And then, of course, there's probably gonna be some bishop or cable coming at the end, and then sure, of course, save that right. timeline from happening. Even though it's gonna be its own universe and it's gonna happen, but uh, I kind of think that that is 
been a while since we've had a sort of event like that with the X-Men. Yeah, the X-Men do really well in different Elseworlds yeah. that they... Yeah. I mean, they all pretty much suck compared to the one now. Right. <laughs> what? They need to have a good future somewhere. I agree. I feel bad for them. Poor mutants. Except for I secretly always wanted to be a mutant, but a human-looking mutant. I just yeah, want, you don't I just want, want to, to have be a, I just want to have warlock. superpowers. I guess I don't need to be a mutant. <laughs> God, yeah, it'd suck fucking bone spikes just growing out of me. Or You'd have to live in the sewer. You know, get some stupid power that I just smell real bad. Oh, my God. What was the... I never finished reading that one, but there was that series they did that was like the world's worst X-Men. Oh, yeah. And where his power was, he could explode once. Oh yeah, that, that, and then he, he's done. Yeah. yeah, it was actually a pretty good series. Uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, last but not least, uh, going back to uh, Infinity War, it has been found out that within the game God of War, there is an Infinity Gauntlet, and it is called the the Shattered Gauntlet. And it has, instead of having six slots, it has three slots for enchantments within it. It's it's a secret side quest that you can go and try to find. However, there are six uh, artifacts that kind of equal the soul stones, or not soul stones, the infinity stones from Marvel. So I just find that that's pretty fucking sweet. Yeah. And I, my friends who have the game have said how awesome it is. I am actually going to text him now and tell him if he knows about this because he probably doesn't. He needs to go yes. do it and let you watch. I know he's played with Thanos in Fortnite. <laughs> yeah, Thanos is everywhere. Connor, we were at the comic book store yesterday and Connor was mad because he liked Thanos before Thanos was cool. And now everybody, <laughs> everybody's on Thanos's dick. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> I'm down, cowboy. <laughs> I feel the same way. <laughs> All right, booze in a book time. Booze in a book this week is The Seance Room, number two, from Source Point Press, written by Ben Goldsmith and illustrated by Kayla Valerio. Uh, we actually talked to them at Motor City last year and about their first issue, which is heartbreaking and fucked up, and this one is no different. And Kayla's art is always... She's an artist. Like, all comic book artists are artists. But she is, like... To me, she's, like, a classical artist. Her art is very, like, painted. It's way different than most comic book art I've ever seen. Anyway. Really good book. Go find it. Pick it up. Uh, you can get it from... Was it Comixology where they were selling it, Tony? Yep. So if you can't find it in your comic book store because your comic book store is lame and doesn't carry Source Point Press stuff, um, then, you know, go get it online. Definitely read it. Super fucked up. Get the first one, too. Even more fucked up than the second <laughs> one. Um, but anyway, we're pairing this book this week with a shot of Crown Royal. You have to read the book to figure out why it's Crown Royal. But <clears throat> one of the reasons is because when Tony suggested this drink, I went, ugh. And it made a face, and then I realized the book also made me make that same sound and face because it's so <laughs> fucked up. So, perfect pairing for that reason, and another one that you have to read the book to find out about. So, that's our booze in a book this week. All right. Uh, yeah, I was going to try to find a Brainiac quote, but they're all like 
resistance is futile <laughs> and you shall not overcome. So I was like, well, God, that sounds like every other generic yeah. villain. Uh, with that, though, um, we have Motor City Comic Con next week. So I will be out on location. Yes, doing you will. That. I don't know necessarily all if I'm, I mean, I'm going to probably get the old group together to chill and hang out and yeah. probably do a normal podcast about talking about bullshit and then of course a lot of interviews from there so Lindsay's gonna be off for a little bit I get a vacation yeah yay not that i don't love you all but she can go do her work air quotes <laughs> <laughs> while i go do some real work with that uh stay thirsty for motor city comic con and more fun to come